she's really helped me kind of step into that and become the leader that I need to be for my girls, my players. What you stepping into? What are you, what are you stepping into? stepping into my greatness. <laughs> I had an injured rotator cuff for one of my fights, and I had to go to physical therapy. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to give up the brass knuckles. Oh. I was going to a talent show. They had a metal detector. Oh, you had to throw them out. Just drop them. You had to switch blade in too. Ooh, I had to go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll have to edit that part out. <laughs> That's not being recorded, right? <laughs> Yo, y'all can keep it in. I mean. Now I'm Coach Johnny, community man. <laughs> <laughs> Family man, lover of ebbs. Yeah, exactly. Good. I'll just talk to her and a whole bunch of people sharing me on Bluetooth. I said, why are all y'all people talking? We're getting our fence put in. Oh, right now? Mm-hmm. Well, they, yeah, they're going to finish tomorrow. Nice. She can show. The pool is next. The pool, the pool is next. And then, then we'll have two pools. Yes. I will not be getting a pool. Um, all right. So we, so just remember that when the, the mic comes to you to hold it right up to your mouth, pointed right at your mouth. Um, you know, I'll try to catch your level. Joseph, put your phone away. <laughs> disrespect disrespectful old ears look how excited he looks to be doing this today yes you are you are my son look what <laughs> did i just say i just gave a, a lesson he's in this. the exact same way well we'll see how it goes we'll pass it around we'll see how it goes did anybody listen to part one hell no they, <laughs> listen they didn't <laughs> hell Victor no did. yeah i listened to it a second time on the way home today to to get ready. So. I, have, I have a secret. I have not listened to part one. Mm. I was there. Though. I mean, yeah, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to them both together. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Strongly Worded Podcast. I am Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are coming at you from the dining room studio full of the sons and daughters and one of our one biggest fan, I guess we'll call Vic. The biggest fan? Yeah, our biggest fan. We are <laughs> this we are embarking on part two of our Father's Day episode on uh fathers and coaching and the coaching relationship between parents and their kids. And uh we are excited to have two of my kids, one of Johnny's kids, um, Victor and his two boys. All of us adults are in coaching or training roles, and all of these kids are coaches. <laughs> Is that a word? I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word now. So welcome back, Johnny. Any thoughts since part one about any, any reflections on talking with Fred and Joe about parenthood, fatherhood for Father's Day and any insights? No, not really. Um, they said a lot of the things that I would say because I've been coaching my son for a while. Interested to see what he's going to say. We might get a lot of yes, no answers, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That we'll see how we do then. Like, it'll be a test. Yes. For us as hosts to try to elicit good responses. Well, let's start with Victor. Let's let's go easy. Let's start with Vic Senior, Victor Rodriguez, parent, friend, coach. Um, vacation partner. <laughs> we leave in eight, eight short days. We get on a plane to fly away. Um, Johnny, you and I can share this mic. Why don't you give that one to Victor? And Victor, welcome to the Strongly Worded Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. 
How are we doing? Thank you for always being the first one to listen to our episodes. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Do you have a favorite? Um, The first two, when when y'all was just going back and forth <laughs> with each other, I love it. That's trash. That means, like, we went downhill from the first no. two. We don't got, like, 20 more. No, then. no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I learned things about my friends right there. Uh-huh. So, to me, that was. Those are fun to record. Those fun ones. When we didn't know what we were doing, and it sounded like we were in a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Our sound has had a bit of a glow up. Yeah, it did. It did. But learning, you know. So in the, in part one, and now in part two, we're talking about the the father child relationship through the eyes of coaching. Um, what I don't know. Do you have a relationship? Did you? What was your relationship like with your father? With my father? Yeah. Mm, like Johnny and everybody. well, not Johnny. Johnny was an exception, but Fred. Yeah. Not my father wasn't there, but my father was on drugs, so he wasn't there. But then my stepfather came in, and um, when I was about seven or eight, and everything I know is because of my stepfather. Yeah. Sports, camping, woods, all types of stuff is because of him. Did he coach you? No. No. No, but he he definitely stirred me to sports. And what was your sport? What was your favorite? Oh, I, I played basketball. I played football. I played baseball. When I was young, I played, I played soccer for one year of, of high school. Wow. Yep. So when you had a son, tell me what that was like. Ooh, that was my, uh, that was me pushing him to do what I didn't do maybe in the beginning. But then he had a passion for it, just like I do. And um, I've coached him since, since he was six, baseball first. And then we moved to, won a championship in baseball. And then we moved to basketball. And then it's been basketball ever since. What does, what kinds of things feel the same and what kinds of things feel different when between coaching your boys or coaching somebody else's kids? I be hard on my boys only because I know what they capable of. And um, if I'm preaching something and my boys ain't doing it, it's going to look wrong. It's going to look crazy on me. <laughs> the kids do not understand that. If it's going to look crazy on me? Yes. If you coaching a team and your kid ain't listening, and there's parents in the stand saying, he can't even get his kid to listen. Exactly. So if I'm coaching, my kids know that they – they got to be on their P's and Q's because I'm not playing with them. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I never pushed Anthony to play basketball. His mother did. And she, oh, no, and she couldn't dribble the basketball. These kids, for some reason, they just – I've always been around people that play sports. Victor, at two and three years old, I swear, he had a glove in his hand and some of my friends rolling him the ball. So he's learning the movement and he's doing this and that. And when he first went to try out at six years old, the guys, the coaches themselves, they was like, you sure he's six, man? He's hitting rockets. and But that's because he already had the swing motion good because my friends that play baseball more than I do trained him from young. So, hmm. yeah, he's always been around sports. So why don't you pass the, the mic? This is your son, Vic. Little Vic is what I call him. Little yeah. Vic. Yeah, I'm the third though. Uh in a branch. I'm I'm the third, but you're you're the third Vic in line? Yeah. Yeah. And you are how how old? I'm seventeen. You're seventeen. Just turned. Woohoo. <laughs> and um you are okay, you're gonna be our first one of the kids to to talk and answer some questions about this as we examine this relationship between father and son. Um, is being coached by your dad. A pleasant experience <laughs> when, we win. When, <laughs> when, when we win yeah. when we win yeah. but uh that's cool, isn't it? <laughs> sure yes yeah, set it up vic and then i'll hand it to sue because she asked the good questions okay matthew believe it or not he just started playing sports within the last five years six years tops and how old is matthew 14. um he had things with him when he was young, which he didn't, he wasn't into sports. He was into his own thing, watching movies, 
playing with, you know, playing with the cars and everything. So he wasn't into sports. He got into sports before we left New York, about a year before we left New York. But when we got here, he went to a next level. And now, look, he's playing with his brother. He plays with Joseph here. That's probably four years older than him. So he's come. He's he's come a long way. So I'm, I'm probably softer on him than I am on Victor. Softer? Yeah. Hmm. Let's see what Matt has to say about that. Hello. Matt, hello. do you do you think your father is softer on you? Softer on me than him? Yeah. Uh. No. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, spoiler alert. I don't think so either. No. Not at all. No. I think he's the same with me than him. It's just that I talk back to him. There's the difference. He's the only one that talks back. So, and is that just who you are? Like, do you do that as a as a son in general, or is that just on the yes. court? Yes, I, I definitely do that. Uh, I do it with Coach Johnny too. It's not reserved for only Victor. <laughs> <laughs> So talk to me about kind of the same thing that your brother did. What, how, how does this coach-player relationship affect your father-son relationship? Uh, it really doesn't. You know, whenever he's coaching me, he's like my dad on the sidelines, except he's more louder, and I'm able to listen to him a lot clearer because he's the coach, obviously. And But, yeah, it's like the same as when he's on the sideline. Have you – been coached by someone that's not your dad i mean other than like us sitting here yes yeah um but what i mean what's the difference there not really is any difference it's just that the coaches i've been with before are a lot different than him in many different ways you asked me what's the difference oh uh he's a lot he screams more and like he criticizes what i do wrong more do you hear it differently from your dad than you hear it from another yes. coach? Yes. Yeah. Does it, how, like, how is it different? Is it more serious? Is it? It's a lot more serious and he goes in depth. So like, I understand it more than what another coach would tell me. That makes sense. And that's because he's probably a better coach than those guys. That's why you hear it in depth. If you, if a guy is coaching you, you should hear it in depth. You shouldn't, you should not, he shouldn't coach you and then you have follow up. <laughs> oh, but I have a secondary question. You should know what he's trying to get you to do. I'm not going to start beef with any other coaches. Aw, good boy. Why don't you pass the mic over to, to this handsome gentleman? Hi. Hello. This is, I know, listen to that. Um, this is my son, Joseph O'Lear Jr., second in the line of Joseph's in our family. Joseph, how old are you? 18. How long have you been playing sports? About as long as I can remember. Do you remember having a rattle shaped like a basketball? Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, you had a little rattle shaped like a basketball and you would bang it on the floor nope. before you could dribble. Yeah, so did you make a conscious choice to play basketball? Were you just so influenced that basketball was going to become your big sport? Yeah, I think it's always been my thing. Like, out of all the sports that I've played, it's been my favorite. Basketball's been my favorite. Tell the listeners what dream I crushed. Oh, my football dream? <laughs> yeah, people are in the studio here are laughing at that because they know. He I, still, I still think that's the best that would have been the best sport I would have been at, yeah. I would have been good at. Um, so, well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play. I know. That's right. We kept your brain in one piece. Um, so until, until you were probably, what, 12 or 13, until you were in sixth grade, yeah, pretty sixth much grade. the only person that ever coached you was your dad. Yep. Would you like to expand um, on that? Yeah, he was like, he was just always the coach for my teams when I was playing, so he was like my first real coach. Yeah, and it was a good relationship. Yeah, uh, yeah it set the foundation for our relationship now. Which is? Like, 
um close yeah, would you close, say like yeah stuff we talk about you always know that you have at least one subject area you can connect on right yeah yeah do you think he was a good coach yeah i think so i think he uh taught me a lot of stuff that i don't know on the court yeah um one thing in the previous episode he wanted me to bring up was um was there ever a time where you didn't want him to coach you or where you didn't like being coached by him like he he never really asked what you thought or if you wanted him to have that that role in your life was there ever i ever minded it when i was younger because that was just all i knew really yeah was him does he still teach you some things yeah yeah he had a memory of you guys watching games on the couch in wilson and you just peppering him with questions yeah, I'm used to take notes too. I remember taking notes, watching games. Yeah. Yeah. And basketball is your favorite sport. Why do you think? Oh, no. Just like the back and forth aspect of it. Like you play offense and defense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I think it's the most like, I don't really know how to say like personal sport. Like you have a, a role that you have to do, and there's only five of y'all on the court. So if one per- one person's messing up, it's gonna mess up the whole team's rhythm. Mm-hmm. So just playing your part and doing what you have to do. Mm-hmm. What sport did you not enjoy playing? Mm, I think baseball probably was le- the, my least favorite. Like I still enjoyed it, but it was probably the least favorite sport that I played. I definitely think it was the most stressful to watch you play. Yeah, especially in eighth grade. Yeah, because, well, for me, it was T-ball when you were little because you were <laughs> learning it amongst boys that had played it since, you know, like your boys since they were I was never little. real good. I was never real good at, uh, like, everybody's looking at you. Yeah. Yeah, that was the most stressful for me as a parent watching. Do you remember scoring your first touchdown when you played football? Mm-mm. Well, that was a long time ago. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> A long time ago. You only eighteen, man. Long time ago. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was you like were, eight, nine. I don't even think you were that old. It was pretty soon after we moved to Wilson, and you played flag football yeah. in the church. And on his first possession, he caught the ball and took it all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was. A, that's exactly what you can hear in the video. So, do you? Um, I, I know that I see you making a transition from player to coach. Do you ever see yourself really making? Yeah, sometimes. Like, when I'm on the sideline, it's like sometimes I feel like this is, like, what my next chapter is. Yeah. You know, not not playing anymore. But I'm still very much in the player, like, mindset. I still feel like a player. So sometimes when I coach, I have to, like, remind myself that I'm a coach and I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Just, like, the way you talk. Like... I have to be like more composed. You know what I mean. The composure is good, but I my advice to you would be, don't forget that you are a player, because that's how you relate to players. Mm-hmm. Um, like I always, I still view myself as a basketball player, and I didn't even play high school basketball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and so when I'm when you talk to, when I talk to the kids, I'm talking their language. Mm-hmm. So many of these coaches are, they it's coach speak. And you don't understand it. Like, yeah, you got to talk with, 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 with the players. When, when, it, when there's a player who actually still can remember what it's like to play, you can relate to them more. Right. So, like, that's a great answer. But I would say the composure is a good thing. And I don't know if I'm the one to talk to you about composure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I would say don't change the fact that you look at the game like a player because that's how you win. Right. Yeah. I think it's easy to I, – I think you can tell even – even in our league, you can tell – the coaches that didn't play or that learned it, you know, are learning it in a different way. So, yeah, I think that'll be a valuable trait. I think coaches that play definitely have an advantage, like, coaching-wise because they know what has to be done. Like, sometimes I feel like when I'm being coached by someone who doesn't play, it's it's, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It is hard to talk about something when you haven't been in that situation, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, present company excluded, like not 
to say your dad or coach Johnny or coach Vic, then who is a coach that you, who's one of your favorite coaches? Who's a coach that you respect? My middle school coach. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Coach Reggie. Tell me why. Um, He's always been my face. His energy was always there. Um, He was real passionate. You could tell Mm -hmm. at the practices and on the sideline, like, I've never had a coach like him. And it wasn't a passion just for the game. It was, it was a passion for the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could tell he really cared about his job. Yeah. He cared about you guys a lot. He called Joseph his white son. <laughs> <laughs> and it would make me cry. Yeah. Because he did. He really loved those kids. So do you remember us t- sitting together in the stands watching your sister play basketball for the first time? Mm, very vividly at, at Upwork. Mm-hmm. Do you, what yeah. did you do? You remember having any thoughts about what type of a player she was? Definitely not what she's become now. But yeah, did you um, think that we would see this? No, nah, I thought she was just playing just to play. Like, I, like I didn't think that she mm-hmm. would ever take it serious. Yeah. So, what do you think now? I'm very proud of her. I am too. She's got a still got a lot of work to do, but she's yeah. gonna be good. She's going to be good. Why don't you hand her the mic? We'll talk to, to Carolyn next for a minute. Thank you, Joseph. Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're finally on the podcast. Finally. I've been asking for so long. I know. Well, hopefully you'll come back and talk about other things besides just this. But before we get into other questions, I just want to kind of build on what we were talking about with Joseph watching you upward. Mm-hmm. Um, something on the first half of this episode your dad brought up was um, wondering how it felt to you where did it feel a type of way to you that Joe, your dad coached Joseph so much and he didn't, he wasn't able to do that when you started playing sports? Um, I haven't really ever thought of it that way because um, that's all we've ever really known is just dad coaching Joseph and Joseph playing ball. I never really uh, had that type of passion for basketball until I started out at like, what, 12, 11. So I definitely started later. I didn't really see it that way because I didn't, want to play basketball until I was what older 12 yeah well and at the time at at that period of time when your dad's job changed and you didn't have that kind of freedom and flexibility to to coach you in games you were with me at the studio you remember some of those (laughs) days I do yeah you were coming um to places where I taught group fitness Mm -hmm. classes and then when we opened trio you know you were very often teaching classes with me yeah even um, on the platform Mm-hmm. that's also my mind kind of just was off wasn't really on dad and joseph because i enjoyed working out with you in the mm-hmm. studio um i wasn't really ever thinking about dad and me with basketball because i always wanted to be with you uh teaching classes and working out with you and your friends mm-hmm. we had a good time didn't mm-hmm. we um so now you are an athlete playing sports, team sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and your dad is both your dad and a coach on uh, for one of the teams you play on and for one of the teams you play against. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about what that's like. Um, it's, <laughs> it's more enjoyable for me to almost play against him because... Uh, it's a type of competitiveness that we that is fun like it's our relationship is always joking around with each other right um that gives us like i don't know sort of um bonding type thing when we talk about our teams playing against each other because i i don't know him coaching me hasn't always been the best because when it comes from my dad it um irritates me (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) um but also dad has always been the person that I've kind of fallen back on when I go through stuff with basketball when I wasn't playing for him so for him to be someone that is talking to me about like is talking to me about stuff that I would have wanted him to fall back on for it's it's different and I kind of miss when I came to him for that type of thing. You can't go complain to him about yeah. him. <laughs> I can't go complain to him about that, himself. That, that's an interesting thing to bring up because I think, you know, it's cool to coach your kids, but they don't have that outlet to say, man, the coach was hard today. Because who are they going to tell? <laughs> they, 
that's um that's a actually has brought me and Joseph closer I feel like because he's been coached by dad for so long that when I go through stuff when dad coaches me I've kind of gone to him about it too because you're also my coach mom and so I I um it's brought me and Joseph closer when I go to talk to him about this type of stuff now because you guys have been my coaches for a while yeah my son can always complain to his mother she will t- she'll take all those complaints. Okay, I'll take this back. Um, so now that um, you know you are passionate about a sport, one thing that your dad mentioned that he wished he could share with you that he shared with your brother was that time watching basketball mm-hmm. together but you don't really it's not really your jam yeah, right now really tell like me about that basketball why not um I don't know there's not much to say I just I've never really enjoyed it the way Joseph and dad have that's kind of their bonding thing but I'm I'm trying to find other ways to bond with him about basketball just other than coaching because I've never really liked to watch basketball unless Joseph was playing or mm-hmm. Vic was playing or Matt was playing or Anthony was playing mm-hmm. if I didn't really know them I didn't have like I didn't really care so maybe having a player that you like or are mm-hmm. interested in would be helpful. What about, hey, you've never even, have you ever even really sat down and watched women play? No. That's probably bad on us. We don't, yeah, I mean, we don't watch girls basketball. Well, we will now. I mean, seriously, your dad wasn't even really into it before you started playing. Someone does send videos of girls shooting jump shots to watch, though. So <coughs> somebody does. Somebody does do that. So, I'm sure. But this is another relationship we can talk about, too, because I probably, you know, one of the things in our, like, we're a family sitting here all in this room mm-hmm. together, and you're coached by all the dads in your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, and it was, you know, the dads in this room that kind of, that you popped to first, right, that noticed your oh yeah your all right we can potential. give coach johnny uh credit on that because <laughs> he's, he's, Vic and i will take the credit for that they saw it before i did they saw it before your dad did they yes, saw it before sir. anyone did they yes. saw it before before she came to our team yeah they saw it i remember them coaching me when i was playing against them like they've seen it since yeah i can't forever i can't help to do, i can't help that i do that all the time <laughs> <laughs> outside of the town <laughs> yeah coach johnny looked at each other and said she's gonna be a beast <laughs> <laughs> that used to intimidate me a little bit when i found out that they were really having plans I why was, i was because I, I didn't see like i said you guys saw it in me before i even saw it in myself so you guys seeing like this big picture and seeing all the ways that y'all can help me it, it scared me because i didn't think i would be able to accomplish everything that I've yeah. accomplished. I, 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 I had I, a lot of confidence problems. I don't want to toot my own horn, but like I knew Matt was good before people knew he was good too. Mm-hmm. I used to, when we used to play against Matt, when he was 10, I never used to let him touch the ball. Yeah. That's, and that, that's how I kind of met his family. Mm-hmm. And one day his mom came up to me and was like, why don't you let my son touch the ball? <laughs> we trying to win. We trying to win. Yeah, but I definitely had confidence issues before I came to play. Well, I kind of got broken down to be built back up again because when I was first starting out on the prospects, um, they were working with me like all the time, every Sunday outside of practice, like constantly trying to develop me as a player. (laughs) Um, And I was that's what really took a toll on my confidence because I was trying to build up these skills because I had started out so late some of these kids like most of the kids could already dribble they could already shoot they could already I had to start from scratch when I was like 12 so it was um really hard on me to a point where I kind of wanted to quit for a little bit and a year and a half later (laughs) not even even a year later you're better than half the kids you're talking about probably more than half (laughs) yeah so um (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yeah, I mean, so you came to play with us in November. Because mm-hmm. it was after the summer. So we are now only seven months in. Mm-hmm. Wow, only seven months. That's crazy. It's yeah. like I've been a prospect forever. Yeah. And so this is this is what I always wondered. So you had a choice. Mm-hmm. Like your dad came in the league, he started coaching. And I just assumed that you were going to go play for him. What went into that decision not to play for him? Um, Like I said earlier, like I have never really liked to hear things from my dad. And I knew that um, I needed, I still needed him. Like even in the rec league, I still needed him to fall back on because he wasn't my coach. Mm. I always came to him about stuff like that until he, he became my coach for Flagler United, but he was still like my safe haven when I was just playing rec and he wasn't my coach. All the brands. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. And I know that from a parent perspective with that, mm-hmm. um, there were a couple things. For one, Carolyn and Joe's relationship is based in a lot of humor. And so it's tough to flip that and turn it into discipline or right. direction or things like that's, that. Uh, I think that's why I have so many issues with him coaching me now. It's tough, right? I, I used to remember, I remember saying that when you, you were little. Mm-hmm. And he would joke and joke and joke, like trying to redirect you mm-hmm. um, until you got pissed about something. Yeah. And there was, you know, like there was no process, right? And I think another thing, too, that we talked about a little why you stayed on the prospects and didn't play for Joe, for Dad, is because because of that vision you two had and this plan you had, mm-hmm. we felt like we wanted to just see that through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't want to cause any, like... I didn't want to cause any like ripples in the process. I just wanted to keep... I just wanted to uh, keep developing, and I didn't want to, like, you know, have any bumps in the road with that. I just wanted to be the best I could be and I felt like a change in teams would have slowed my process down so all you guys who are coached by your dads um do you you feel like I'm trying to find the right way to ask to ask this question do you feel like your dad is tougher on you than every other player or do you feel like he just coaches the same uh yeah <laughs> he's definitely tougher on me because he sees the player that I am compared to like the people that I'm playing with a lot of the time so he's he knows my p- potential and he knows like the stuff I can do and he is definitely harder on me. now do you think he would say he's tougher on you yeah really mm-hmm. I don't think he did. okay what about you Vic <laughs> my dad is literally the hardest person on me like he he's my number one supporter, but he's like my biggest hater at the same time. But is he tougher on you than he is? Oh, for, yeah, definitely, most definitely, because you know he sees the potential. He, like you know, he knows I could be great, so he tries to help me with that. What about you, man? To me, I think it depends on who he's talking to, because it could be someone like to me. He sees like I could be a superstar and I could be like something great, but like. A little bit, yeah. What about you, Joe? Was your dad tougher on you than other players? Um, I don't really remember. I'm gonna just assume <laughs> he probably was, but that was, that was a long time ago when he was coaching me. And now we'll get to ask uh, who I call employee number eight, my son Anthony. Now, do you do you think I'm tougher on you than other players? Yes. <laughs> and what? So you think I yell at you more? Yes. We all do. Is that right? So when my dad was here, he would always say, you're too hard on my grandson. But why do you think that is, though? Because, like, you see, like, the potential I have to be as a player. I don't know, man. I think I yell at everybody. Can I say something? We yell more at our kids, maybe because we know when they slacking on the other ones. So now, Anthony, I've been coaching you since you were how old? Eight. Eight years old. Do you think it's, has it been hard to play for me? No. Easy? Yeah, I would say, yeah. Why, why do you think it's easy? I don't really know. 
So I watch your Flagler United practices, and I do think your dad's harder on you than others. What goes through your head when he's when he's talking to you like that, when he's fussing at you like that? Like, it's aggravating. Yeah? Is it ag- aggravating as a dad? Like, do you feel like you're being yelled at by your dad or you're being yelled at by your coach? Both. Yeah? And so what do you do to get past that? Like, what are those car rides home like? Are you able to put it right away or does it linger? Uh, put it right away. Yeah? Well, that's good news then, right? He's not going to talk regardless, so. <laughs> like, he, No, I'm saying in terms of that, I mean, when I'm yelling at you, I'm yelling at you as your coach. Like, you don't. I mean, we need video of you running sprints. <laughs> then you could possibly see. And so do you do you sometimes wish you had another coach other than your dad? No. <laughs> why, but 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 why not? Um because coach me for longer. But I mean there's other coaches that could be just as good. No, I wouldn't be the same. Like just wouldn't be the same. Hmm. He doesn't, yeah, like, do you think maybe another coach wouldn't care as much? No. Yeah. So does it sometimes feel like those tough practices when he's after you, that it's love? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, Tell me why your dad calls you employee number eight. I don't think he knows. I don't know, but one day he gave me that nickname. Tell us. So back in the day, there was this commercial. There was this, this guy, Antoine Walker. He played for the Boston Celtics. And he had a commercial. He was number eight. And the commercial was like, you know, these guys are my coworkers. He's talking about the, um, his teammates. It's a big commercial. And then at the end, he said, I'm employee number eight. I make baskets. Mm-hmm. And you make baskets. <laughs> you do you don't have to be humble here you are very good right yeah how much of that do you think is you were born with and how much of that do you think is the way you've been taught and coached Um, uh, he he you think it's some of both yeah yeah do you um do you think that you play your best in these practices when for your dad do you think you would play as hard for another coach no no so when you're practicing with the high school kids do you perform in the same way as you do when you're at carver no so what tell me how it's different what's one thing you do different at the high school than you do at carver because when i play with the high schoolers i try to prove something you know and you don't feel like you have to do that not, not in a Carver, not in Carver regular. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, or I just mean at Carver, like when we're practicing even for Flagler United or whatever, you don't feel like you have to perform at the same level as when you're at, no. a, at the high school? No. Well, I think we just discovered something. <laughs> so, so, so you feel like you've just been busting these kids' ass so long, you don't got to show them nothing no more? No, I do, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's, do you think it's, the more how you want to be perceived by the coach or more how you want to be perceived by the other players that you're practicing with, that you work in a different way at the high school than you do at Carver? Like, do you care more about what the coach sees or is it like trying to keep up with the kids? I care about what the coach sees. Yeah. So you don't care if Vic comes up to you after practice and says, yo, you was raw today. You don't care about that? I, I do, but I, I, I would care about what the coach sees. I think that's interesting. Do you remember making the choice to play basketball or is it just something that you always did? Yeah, something I always did. And what do you think the role basketball is going to play in your life down the road when you're not in high school anymore? I don't know. Can you ever visualize a situation where you're doing what your dad does? Yeah. Yeah? Do you... Is that something that you kind of want, or is it? No. You got big dreams, man. Put them on the podcast. Put them out in the ocean. What are your dreams? Yeah. 
<laughs> yep, I want to go to the NBA. Yeah. How are you going to get there? Put in the hard work. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. For for Coach Williams at FBC. <laughs> Not for Flagler United. So let me ask you this. Do you think we would be as close without basketball? Uh, No, because it's something like what me and you've been doing for like our whole lives. Your whole life, son. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you think it's made us, our relationship better? Yeah. That's awesome. Anthony, I have to just say, um, even more than anybody else sitting at this table, it's super meaningful to me that you were here because I know this is way outside of your comfort zone to be sitting here with a microphone. Yeah. So I appreciate you being a guest on the Strongly Worded Podcast. Thanks. You're welcome. So you can share it now if you, or you can keep talking, whatever. But, um, you know, I think a couple other things to explore before we wrap up. Um, and, and, one thing, and I, I know it's a Father's Day episode. Oh, boy, here they go. Here, go, here come the flim flam. <laughs> the flim flam. <laughs> but we're, you know, we are focusing on, on the role coaching has with your relationship with your dad. Do you, does anybody here have something similar that they have with their moms, or is it just totally different? Um, well, Mom, you are on the coaching staff for our travel team. You train us, and it's almost the same as being coached by dad but meaning i annoy you too no (laughs) like you know like coach vic said you know when i'm slacking Mm -hmm. uh you know when i'm not giving my full 110 percent um which isn't very often from this one yeah um you know it's it's different with your parents you know they know when you're having an off day they see it when something's just not right on that day if you're you know lost in practice or just not really there in the workouts um which also um is kind of an upside to having your parents coach you because they know they can tell and they can uh, help you through it more than maybe yeah. a coach could except for coach johnny because <laughs> he knows too because <laughs> coach johnny's everybody's parent everyone's mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> oh, who else so pass the mic so this you know as we sort of wrap this up like we've definitely focused on the role that coaching has in the father-son relationship so what is there something um equal and opposite something you know that that is similar that strengthens your relationship with your moms is really with my mom with our mom she really just likes going to watch she doesn't really understand everything mm-hmm. so you know it's fun to talk with her after the game and explain things to her you know mm-hmm. and she just Every time we play and we talk about the game after, she's, like, always real into it. Like, she's real excited to always talk about it. And she just loves when we do good. But if we do bad, we're going to hear it. <laughs> we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it from both of them. Yeah. Well, and I know that as the mom, before I had the role that I do now, like, with the league or with Flagler United, I, I could feel left out. I could feel left out. And even just in the last what year that I sat at the scorer's table, I learned so much about the game sitting right there in the middle of it that, you know, I I feel more included and stuff like that. What about you, Joseph? I know he's making his plans for later. What was the question? What was the question? Well, we were talking about how, you know, if this coaching role strengthens oh, yeah, the relationship yeah. was, between uh, yeah. you and Dan. <laughs> it's a lot a lot of, of what Vic said. I could say the same. Yeah. Um give more of the support system. Mm-hmm. Watch the game. D- don't really know too much, but we always uh you know explain mm-hmm. certain things and you'd ask questions and we would just talk about it. Yeah. In a different way. Uh, Anthony, do you try to explain basketball to your mom? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because she'll, but she'll like claim that she just she'll think like I don't know I can explain. But you, but who's your biggest fan? Your, my mom. <laughs> 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 yeah. So even after you have a bad game, she's she's most part lifting you up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need that. 
Somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and another thing with the uh, explaining things to my mom and stuff, it really helps me, like as a player, like it helps me see where my head, where my head is at. It helps me um, really reevaluate games and really go through it in my mind, and make sure uh, everything I do is right, make sure everything went right. As uh, being a point guard of many teams, just making sure I did my job, control the floor, control the tempo. Make right, make the right plays and things like that. So really talking to my mom really did help me as a player too. Really, uh, if my confidence was low, I go to my mom. If I feel like my confidence is too high or I need to be brought down, I go talk to that guy <laughs> sitting right over there. He'll he he'll, he'll definitely bring me back to reality if I ever needed it. No, y'all need it. <laughs> Sometimes all y'all need reality. Sometimes. <laughs> um, also, I made a big step. Uh, this past season going from uh, kind of not having the biggest role on my teams to like now becoming really like the leader of my team it's it's it was a big step and I think my mom has helped me through that a lot because she's been shoot she's a leader everywhere like she's a leader she's a leader at practice she's a leader at her job she's a leader at this house like so when she when she like she's really helped me kind of step into that and become the leader that I need to be for my girls, my players. What you stepping into? What are you, what are you stepping, stepping into? my greatness. <laughs> Don't cry. That's, I'm you. shut up. That's really nice to say, though. Thank you. After the games, mm. does coaching ever stop? No. So when I'm driving home from a game, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the game. I'll, I'll say that I'll, we'll be driving home, and I'll say to Anthony, <laughs> if we would have just did X, Y, and Z, or they did something, and he'll be like, "Yeah, like even the next day, yes. sometimes I'll message Sue, and I'll be like, yes. So I'm thinking about what happened yesterday. Yes. <laughs> and I'll say like, if we would have just did, no, it don't it don't stop. It doesn't stop at and all. And I ask that because I'm the same way. Like. If we have a bad game, which is rarely, I'll um, wait for the drive home, let them calm down, and when we get home, then we'll talk about the game. Yeah, like, for me, it's immediate, um, and I'm thinking about it, but then, like, sometimes, you know, I, I'll take a break, and then the next day, like, 24 hours later, because mm -hmm. I remember, like, every play of every game. It's a weird. It's like a okay. weird thing. Like I can remember <laughs> so many things. I know, I know. And I so, do it too. And you know, I could tell, and, and I'll tell Anthony, you, you didn't, you did so and so. And he'd be like, "What? It's like, yes, you, you. If you would have just not shot that float or just, um, so no, it doesn't, it doesn't cut off. I also like to wait till I get home because sometimes I'm so upset that I might, it might come out the wrong way of me trying to teach them. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't get upset. When we lose, I only get upset if we lose and we didn't play our best. I'm a sore loser. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't like to lose. I'm I'm a, I mean, don't get it wrong. Like, I'm a sore loser. But it's not something I've had to get used to. You saw how down, you saw how down I was after coaching them three games. Yeah. So, but for me, like, as long as, as Ow. long as our kids, like, I'm never disappointed in Anthony, unless I feel like he didn't play as hard as he could. I'm not disappointed. I've just certain things that I know our kids should do right. that they know they should do and then they don't do it. That's what gets me upset. Yeah, so when we have those conversations, it's like, you know, let's talk about these things. Like I have we've had a lot of conversations with our two teams about mm -hmm. that. Just what we do in practice and how it translates to the games and and those kinds of things. But for me, yeah, no, it don't stop. I wish it I wish it did. Sue. D does your training stop? Never. You see somebody limping. You yeah. see somebody not walking right. Mm -hmm. They might grab a little bag, you know, the side of their back. I know you or, see those I mean, things. other things. Like I, one of the reasons that I um, educated myself about jump rope training is because in middle school, Joseph had this little takeoff um, that Coach Reggie said was like a, Fred Flintstone. You know how Fred Flintstone took a step before he took a step? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And he said, yes. he's the one who said it to me. He said, look into a jump rope because that 
helps take care of that, you know, and, and I do, I, I, even more than I, I look at how to help them recover. Um, I see how they move. I see where they need strength. You know, I mean, Joseph, very naturally athletic, but we worked on that vertical, Mm -hmm. you know, we, Mm -hmm. we worked on stuff like that. So, um, prior to basketball, most of my training was in endurance and endurance sporting events Mm -hmm. and a lot of, um, training of individuals, not necessarily of teams, triathletes, um, obstacle course racers. We trained people to, uh, complete a Spartan race, things like that. Um, so a lot of that training is, is very functional movement. And so, yep, I, it's the same thing. I'll, I'll say to Johnny, what are you guys doing at, at practice Mm -hmm. tonight? So I can choose things. Mm -hmm. Or if you notice how intently I listen to your, your speeches before and after or during Mm -hmm. timeouts and stuff. So Mm -hmm. when you say that they're soft, I pick things to do that get them on the floor or get them, you know, being more physical or Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. So that what I do reflects what you guys are with you doing. being a sports mom your husband being a sports dad coaching joseph all them years you ever felt joe senior was going too hard on on joe no i think it was probably the other way around yeah 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 i think that there are times that joe thinks that i yeah, am too yeah. hard on the kids because my wife would be the one to be like yo relax yeah and no. i'll be like yo you're not coaching them <laughs> and i want to address things now and right. I had to learn to give okay. people time. Gotcha. One of my gotcha. strongest reactions to something that happened with Joseph, I should have given him time to process before I went in on him. Okay. And Carolyn has taught me the same thing with her. That's why I wait the little ride home, let them, because they might say things that they don't really mean because they're upset in the moment. Everybody in my family thinks I go too hard on Anthony, so, and now my friends do too. <laughs> Anthony, do you think your father goes hard on you, uh, even outside of basketball? Yes, but not too hard though. Like, just hard on me. Yes. Yeah. I have the way ex- we grown up. Man. I have expectations. Yes. Yep. And I expect him to be not only a good basketball player but a good young man. And a good person, period. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what it is. And he understands that. Like and we, I think that's what we teach too. Yeah, like he understands that though. Like, I don't know if he did at first. Like, I don't think when he was he was still young. Yeah, man. like still I think young. when he turned thirteen, he didn't understand all the things that I say. But I think he understands them more now. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about trust, loyalty, who your real friends are. And so I think he gets more of that now than he used to. Would you say that's a? Would you say yes to that? Yes. <laughs> so, from the bottom of my heart, my thanks to all of you kids for coming into the dining room studio today. Um, Johnny and I have been looking forward to this for a really long time, yeah. and I hope that we'll have other topics that you'll want to come talk about down the road. It doesn't. I I joke. Our, our conversations always come back to basketball and we're not a basketball podcast. We're just in a basketball time. <laughs> I think we just do so much basketball. It's just it our is. everyday life now. I think, I think one of these episodes, and you can edit this out, we should just get everybody here, Deb, Joe, Nadine, and just talk about our little family. I think that there will be a perfect opportunity to do that when we're on vacation and I have purchased the microphones with which to do it. Yes, I'll be drunk though. And we will, we will be drunk though. Those, we'll be, those microphones beach. will smell like tequila. Like vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but yes, I'm super thankful that you're all here and that you um, came to speak with us today. I think it'll be fun to listen to it back. And you know, some of you are very comfortable expressing your thoughts, and others. Um, say a lot with just a couple of words but they were all super meaningful to us today so thanks for joining us on the show um ladies and gentlemen you can find more of the strongly worded podcast on instagram at the strongly worded pod um please join our facebook group the strongly worded pod group and you can find us on twitter (laughs) 
how many countries? I, went, I don't I know. Thinking, I got to look. I'm going to look when we get well, over here. I have to check our stats. Pretty soon, though, we can add Mexico to it. Yes, in eight short you know days. why? Because I'm just going to listen while we did. <laughs> That's right. Just, to, just, just so we show up on the stats. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. All right. You guys have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything you wanted to say that you didn't get to say? Uh, I was, was going to say um, um, definitely as, as a player, my biggest fear is not performing bad but it's performing bad and like if it's a road game and it's super far it's just expecting the worst from my dad after the game if I had a really bad game and I did a lot of things I shouldn't have done and a lot of things I could have done better it's just I just I get in the front seat and I just sit in silence and just wait just wait for him to start talking and then yeah that's it I have kind of um, been more hard on myself now that I'm playing with the girls because I feel like when I don't perform my best, I'm letting so many people down because my whole team depends on me to, you know, be like be their leader and be their, you know, kind of the structure for the team because that's just kind of how it is on my team. Um. So anytime I make a bad, like, call, um, I just make a mistake, I – kind of feels bigger than it is yeah a turnover is a turnover whether you do it or someone else same turnover it's no different at all zero percent you don't gotta live up to nothing expectation all you gotta do is play and we live with the result of what happens yo listen i had anthony on a team that lost 38 to 7 one game 38 to 7 it wasn't because he was terrible did he have all seven of those points? He probably did. <laughs> he probably did. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I get that. Because mm-hmm. um, as a coach, you feel that way sometimes, too. Like, there's sometimes when you lose a game and you say, man, we should have got him there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, so, I, so I understand that. But as a player, you can only do the best you can. Mm-hmm. And your best is always good enough. So you might feel like it's not because we not went, we, you know, you to star the team or whatever. Not to star, but one of the more important players because mm-hmm. that's what kids got to understand. Everybody got a role to play, right. and some players are always going to be have bigger roles than others. And that's just what it is. But just because you have a big role doesn't mean your mistakes are bigger. Mm-hmm. But I have to like it was a big transition. From yeah, playing no, it's on a the big transition. Prospects to then going into the girls' team where you know. That team, the teams that I played for in the rec league, you know, they could they could win without me. Like they can easily win without me. Um, maybe D D three. I I don't I, I the first year you came to our team, that was not true. If we didn't have you in the high post hitting mm-hmm. Anthony and Nate like you were, giving them an outlet, a release, it would have been different. I had a, what I mean by like I had a team to fall back on. But as, I as made that, that transition what, to the girls team you, where it's different. I said I got a lot of clips of those. That's right. He got a lot of clips of you hitting them with. Straight dimes. Yeah. Matt, do you have any last thoughts? He wants to say he's going to stop talking back to Coach Johnny. <laughs> do I really? <laughs> I, I've been working on it. I've been working on it. No, no final thoughts. So, some advice with that? Just say okay. <laughs> just like if they're yelling at you, just say okay. That's yeah. it. Cause when I was when I was like when I was your age when I was younger, um, I definitely used to talk back too, a, a lot to dad. But you know, after a while, you learn how to tame the beast. You, <laughs> you, you say you say okay, and you keep playing. And I promise you, he'll tone he'll tone it down a little bit. But make sure you like you at least attempt to do what he says. It's just just a little bit. Any last words, Joseph? Nothing nothing to add? No, that's it. That's it. I know. That's a wrap. Anthony, is there anything you want to say? Final, final? I love coaching y'all. Everyone that's in here, I've coached every one of y'all. Joseph, I was privileged to coach you these last two seasons. Thank you for bringing them chips home, baby. <laughs> um, my boys... 
I'm always coach y'all. It don't matter. Carolyn, you've come a very, very long way, and we plan to see you go further, a lot further. Anthony, just keep putting in the work, buddy. You're one of the best here in this county for your age. Just keep putting in the work, and you'll get better, buddy. Wow. This was fun. Maybe a little self-indulgent getting to ask the questions we want the answers to from these kids, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. We will be back in a week. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes. <laughs>